1: All right, Coach Grice, It's Wednesday. We're back at it again, uh, talking preps overtime. Uh, what's become the biggest podcast here in the the North Carolina area for covering high school football? What 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 is your little mo- dare to Cherokee? What's your motto? You yeah, hey, it was,
0: uh, I take it from uh, you know with the undergrad, North Carolina A and our our alma mater talks about spreading spreading trophies from dare to Cherokee Cherokee, Excuse me. So that's always our motto. We're covering you from dare to Cherokee,
1: baby. All right, man. I always said from the highlands to the coast. But either way, Dare to Cherokee, I kind of like that too. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, you mentioned spreading trophies around. We're going to bring on a coach today. The coach is for a team that has spread a lot of trophies over a huge body of work from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And and they're on the precipice of maybe winning even another one. Uh, But we're going to bring on uh, Coach Brian Teal, the head football coach at Richmond Senior High School. Coach, I appreciate you joining Coach and out today on Talking Preps Overtime.
2: Hey, really appreciate you guys having me. Thank you.
0: Oh, definitely, Coach. I mean, it's, you know, you know, I love having you on here to talk with us. And, you know, kind of we'll start with how we start with everybody. I mean, you know, we, you know, we could go on here for hours. But, you know, could you kind of give an intro to some of our our fans that maybe don't know exactly who you are, kind of give a background of your playing and coaching
2: history? Sure. So, um, I came up to – sorry, guys, they may have some announcements come on here. It's that time of day here. So, um I don't know if I can mute that out or not, but, um, so for me, uh, you yeah, know, I, I came up from Georgia, uh, 14 years ago, uh, did my, um, uh, career, uh, started at, at the university of Georgia. Um, at, um, and I, I did my undergraduate and my graduate degree there and I worked, uh, had a, um, strength conditioning internship with the Atlanta Falcons right after that started at Athens Academy as a strength conditioning coach. And just loved the game of football so much. I got into it, moved up here without going through all that stuff, you know, moving through, uh, moved up here to my uh, been near my family um, at, in North Carolina they had moved up here from Georgia so uh, I moved up here at that time 12-13 uh, years ago and 13-14 uh, well, years ago now um, and so uh, just kind of working my way through the ranks started in Fayetteville Terry Sanford Wayne Inman hired me as a strength coach and and uh, ended up doing being an offense coordinator there after a year and then got my first head coaching job at Cape Fear High School and came back to Terry Sanford and now uh, been at Richmond now for for five years, and it sounds like quick, but it was it's a little bit of time at each place, and I really enjoy working with the people at each place, and enjoy getting to know people like Chris and yourself, uh, Coach Christ. You know, being in North Carolina, it all still seems new to me, even though I've been here for 15 years. So, uh, in my fifth season at Richmond, and uh, just looking forward to, to whatever else uh, that, that we have here in this, this playoff run.
0: Definitely. And I mean, it's, you know, about to be an epic playoff run, I think, with the the new playoff brackets. But, you know, we'll start there kind of talking about you being at, you know, at Richmond Senior. You know, it's one of the most well-known high schools in the state. And for me, like, it's it's one of the most unique. And I love kind of seeing and hearing about some of the specifics to where you're literally a, a local community leader. Um, you know, I love the fact that you have the, you know, the state of the program address. I mean, heck, I was reading an old article. You had state senators, you had the police chief of Hamlet that's in attendance for your state of the program address. So, you know, can you discuss how unique the head coaching job, you know, is there? And it's definitely different to compare it to maybe some of the bigger cities.
2: Sure. I mean, uh, you have some responsibility here um, to the community because everyone is so tied to the program. There's not, you know, there's not any divided um, loyalties, so to speak, uh, in the county. And so, Um, And and you realize that on Friday nights, you know, this is what a lot of people do and what most people do on Friday nights when it's at home. So you feel um, a responsibility to the community, uh, not just uh, from the standpoint of the future with these kids, but also economically um, that you're bringing, you know, folks into the county. Um, So you're talking with economic leaders and things in ways that you want to to be able to to support what they're doing in the county, the vision they have for the county and, and, uh, you know, People are coming in, and it's the, maybe the only time that year they come in or a couple times that year they come into the county. What is the face we want to put on? We want people to to see the, the good things that are here uh, in Richmond County. And so, you know, I think that's kind of how all that ties together where you have all those leaders who are involved and want to know kind of what we're doing because they realize that this is a way that uh, statewide, you know, we can kind of put our face out there for everybody to see uh, all the great things that are going on and uh, the great community we have here.
1: Well, you kind of answered the question I was about to throw out there to you, coach, um, in, in just in terms of of your position within the community. Uh, and you're right. You know, even people like myself who I've lived in and around the Richmond area in the past, you know, coached in Fayetteville. So I've spent a lot of time there playing in that facility. Um, but, you know, even for me coming in for playoff games or for big time games, I always try to go eat at some of the local establishments just because I always try to support the local community any place i go to Uh, but i was going to ask you you know you in the position you're in and you know i can think back to some of the really influential coaches that have been at that school and there's been a great deal of them we can't list them all but you know i think back to you know whether it's paul hoggard or daryl barnes or any of them i mean it's almost like you're in a position there where I don't want to say you're the most powerful man in the county, uh, but maybe one of the more influential, almost like the mayor or a county commissioner. I mean, I got to imagine you being the head coach at the biggest school in the county, the only school in the county and having the success that you guys have, that, that has a lot of responsibility that you kind of have to carry with you every day.
2: Yeah, sure. I think your integrity is important uh, in this position. I think, uh, it's not so much influence or power, but people are paying attention to what you, you know, you say, you know, I think they'll consider what you say because, um, you know, you do have a platform, so to speak. You have a lot of young men who are going to take what you say back to their families, to their homes. You have uh, men who've been involved in this program in the past, you know, Tim is Terry right now is actually uh, in, in that in uh, Tennessee, but uh, he's, he's been reaching back out here, trying to get some programs going on, some positive things for our kids. And he's all the way in Tennessee. So, I say that to say people do care about what uh, you're doing uh, with that. And and that carries some influence, but I think it carries more so some responsibility that you're the same person all the time. You know, when you go out and eat, um, are you the same guy who's preaching to the kids into practice about doing things the right way, doing things, um, you know, can, you know, controlling your, 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 your language, your, your temperament, your things like that. I think there's, a, a, for me, it's, it's, it's less about influence and more about responsibility on my part in, in everyday life and what I do. And uh, to make sure that, that you know, a sermon yesterday at church was on integrity, that, you know, that, that, that's, that's what you do. You carry yourself with that.
0: Coach, or you know, I definitely, you know, it's kind of interesting, of course, that you talk about the unique nature of the program, and you know, like you said, how you'll see plenty of people, you know, just living your your everyday life and want to come up to you. What's that story? Like that time maybe you're in Home Depot, like buying something for the house, and somebody came up wanted to talk ball
2: or had a crazy question. Talk talk about that for us. Hey man, going to food line right now. It, 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 I mean, that's just that. That's you're right. That's everyday. I mean, anytime you and it's. But what's what's great is you know, it's just. Hey, Coach, man, congratulations. It's more of that kind of stuff. Congratulations, what's going on? Uh, I hadn't had anybody slip me any plays or anything like that, you know. it's uh, probably not any scratch paper in the store that they, they want to grab, you know, so uh, maybe right write on the back of a receipt. But, um, you know, it's nothing like that. It's, it's always been extremely positive here. And you hear a lot of, the, you know, people uh, who, who worry and say, hey, what about the pressure there? And, yeah, I mean, there's pressure to win. But, you know, I think people, people are more appreciative of what we're doing uh and than anything. So uh like I said, if I if I go down, you know, US one here to the food line or go to the grill or something after that, you know, everybody's just they're gonna wave, hey coach, how you doing? Hope everything's all right. Um I have had, you know, uh my bu- my meal bought here and there uh once or twice. And that's that's been something that kind of surprised me. You know, you go to pay and and somebody's paid for that. So that's that's probably what people think about oh that that stuff I had that doesn't happen very often. So when it has you know, a couple times that's been kind of neat. For that to happen, and happened with me and a couple of coaches eating together, one, you know, but once before, so um, that's been probably if you're talking about any story, this is kind of neat. that stands out as you know, you go to pay your your, your waitress and somebody. that's taking care of it and you don't know who it is and they just they care about what we're doing so that's um but other than that uh it, it's mostly just you know small talk hope things are going well hey let us know if you need anything uh, appreciate what you're doing and, and that's uh it's just uh, it's a great feeling to know that they care about you
1: hey coach you know i've got a background um in texas high school football and i was in the military out that way uh I've, I've seen the biggest and best the state has to offer i've, I've followed high school football big time in south Carolina. Of course, I've always said that, that I said the Highway 74 corridor, whether from Wilmington all the way through Scotland and Richmond and through Charlotte and even out through Cleveland County is what I consider to be some of the best of the best football in the state. Well, you you mentioned, you know, you came from Georgia, so you've seen football there. And I know the football is big time there. I've seen the stadiums. I've seen a lot of what it has to offer. Kind of give us a comparison of just how – I'm not necessarily meaning the athletes on the field, but just the aura of, of the community support just everything in, in Texas or in Georgia football compared to Richmond County and what you've seen in, in your area?
2: So, uh, in, in general, in North Carolina, um, you know, and I, I don't mind, I'll talk athletes talk at all. I mean, I, I love this stuff. So, you know, in general, I was actually pleasantly surprised coming up here several years ago uh, athletically, you know, a, a, to where it compared. You know, you grow up in a state like Georgia or Texas, you know, with your football, and you kind of become, you know, as snobbish about oh well no one's better than us. And it's you don't it's it's really more out of ignorance. You don't know any better because that's all you've seen. Uh, but you do take a lot of pride in it. So when I come up here, uh I was I was really impressed with the athletes, um, you know, per capita that I was seeing. I was wasn't expecting it to be as good as it is. And you you can see that in the number of guys in the last 10 years who've been in the NFL from the this state. And you know, my, my dogs right now got a big a, a big a big dog number 99, playing nose tackle from Mallard Creek, you know. So yeah. uh, you know, I love to see that kind of stuff. And you you can see it so. Um, I, I think that it, that wasn't as much – I mean, that kind of was shocking to me. The thing that you see um, that is very uh, – well, the space is great. I'm trying to think of the right words, right verbiage, but the space is really great is in facilities and in um, support uh, statewide. The state of North Carolina um, from a standpoint of communities uh, do not support – and I'm not talking about just football – uh, the, the the athletic uh, and, and school facilities in the same way that Georgia does. You know, Georgia has had some some programs with the HOPE grant that has allowed uh, money to go back into school facilities. It's also allowed, uh, they have the SPLOS, which is a special local option sales tax, where those communities can vote to increase their sales tax by a quarter percent for X number of years in order to build new facilities. And that has really, th- those, those communities, it, vote, it, it goes through almost every time that I've known of, when it's going to increase things for those kids in extracurriculars, because those community that community believes in it, so I think that's something that you would that you would see statewide that's different, you know, from what you see here in North Carolina. Now in Richmond, um, <clears throat> we have we have better facilities than most places in North Carolina, and, uh, and you know it's, that's not hard to see when you go. But even with that, some of that is starting to you know age a little bit, and it's the upkeep of facilities has to be something that is a priority in order to to keep the facilities great. I mean, our stadium is fantastic. Uh, And it's one of those cool venues with you got press box on both sides, the the, the, uh, stands are almost even on both sides and, and it's all brick. And so that's, that's just a, it's a great thing, but there's upkeep to that. And I think, you know, moving forward, that's going to be a big thing, even at Richmond and everywhere else, you know, the places that do have facilities, you know, uh, the Whirly's got a great spot up there, you know, what are we doing to maintain those? And, and from an aspect of as a state, and of course I can speak to Richmond County, but you know, if you want to be a champion, you know, you want kids to have a champion's mentality. How are you modeling that for them? As adults, we don't get to go out there and show them, hey, here's how we knock somebody's head off. You know, here's how we go out and train. I mean, I get in there and lift with the guys, but I ain't nearly as impressive as some of, some of my guys. Thank God. If they're playing with my strength levels, we would be, be a problem. <laughs> you know, so – but we show them as adults by our commitment, really in, in funds and dollars. Okay, we're committed to this. We can show you. And if it's not dollars, it's our time. And sweat equity, and so those things they had to see out of us in order to say, "All right, we want you to have be a champion." Well, here's how we're going to commit to you.
0: I agree, Coach. I mean, that's that's amazing. Eh? I don't know, Coach. I, I think think you got a little bit of strength. I mean, I think you might be able to, to handle some of those guys when you catch them slipping.
2: Well, yeah, I'm I, I as good once. The problem is, is that over and over again. You know, I, I can't <laughs> even do the worm as good as I used to after after games when we get excited. You know what I So. <laughs> No, I love it, coach, and and I kind of
0: want to touch on that for a second, you know, anyone that knows you, you know, knows and can see the passion. I mean, I always tell the story of all my friends and I love, you know, I love the game uh, that you guys are victorious over at Butler Memorial Stadium. I was like, man, I got a good, you know, got a good little shoulder in my chest <laughs> still there. I was like, I love the energy. But can you talk about where that comes from and just, you know, just that source of that passion and just how you've been able to channel it to be so successful?
2: Uh, sure. Um, you know, I think the source of everything for me comes from Jesus Christ. I'm just going to be, you know, and, and, and I don't mind it, you know, just letting that out there because I have a, a joy day in and day out to be alive, to, to, so thankful to him for my salvation and what, you know, what's going on and, and to see uh, young men have joy in their lives. And so my, my joy and the, the fact that Christ has given me joy gives me a chance to then enjoy seeing those guys be joyful and enjoy what they're doing, uh, enjoy the, the process of development. Uh, in their lives, I think that that's the, the the most fun as a high school coach to me is is the development aspect of kids and seeing them you know you know guys always talk about oh guys reaching back out to you and, and, that, and that and that's that's great, but it's not about the reaching back out and hey pat me on the back oh yeah, I feel good that I did something for him it's more that man that kid wouldn't have done that when he's 18 you know he's got the maturity you know to come back and reach back and say, hey man, I appreciate you and it's not the pat on the back about the appreciation it's the fact that you saw him grow enough. To be a man enough to say that to somebody. Because this it, there's even grown men who have problems saying that with their feelings. And hey man, I you know, I appreciate you. You know, I tell my daddy I love him every time he gets off the uh, the phone. I say sir to my my kids here because my dad has said sir to me and my brother every time, you know, talking to us. I call him Bud, or, you know, hey bud, because that's what my dad says. Hey Bud, what's going on? You know, so those men in my life, you know, like I said, my, my faith, and then those men in my life who've modeled that faith for me and how to handle that and how to. That, you know, just brings me a joy that, that allows me to, to to really love my guys. You know, love the guys I'm coaching with, and uh, and and I, I feel like that's really, hopefully, what you see. You know, and especially when you see those kids, like you talking about the Butler game, man, the fight they had to have to come back. And I walked over and told Kellan before he we went out there in the last drive, "You better do something special?" And I didn't say it trying to be a coach, be a psychologist. Like I just believed in him. All right? I've said that several times over the years. I've been wrong too. I mean, you know, but you know, <laughs> when it's right. When you say it and you're right, you believe in that kid and it's right, man. It's, it's a it's a fulfilling experience, and so um, I think that's what you see. Um, especially since I'm not technically calling, I'm just interjecting on both sides of the ball now. You know, um, I really get fired up when 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 it when it all works out. You know, so it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun here. Actually, I'll
0: uh, go with a follow-up there, especially you talk about your, you know, injecting now and kind of getting on both sides. What's been that one time that you've, you know, kind of interjected and tried to ask or push one thing and it was completely dang wrong? You're like, hey, Till, why did you do that? Like,
2: yeah, Um. so, <laughs> well, even just the other night, I was like, hey, let's, we'd run the screen a couple times and we had the twos in and I was like, hey, let's run, the, uh, let's run the screen again right here. And God Almighty, it he got blown up, you know, and so it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, it just goes quiet on the mic for a little bit, you know, it's just more, it's not, Till, what are you doing? It's kind of like, all right what we got next you know like, all right, that one up, you know so uh some of that you know uh most of the time we got good enough guys they don't really need what i got to say but um i do think that that's been a now talking about that, it's a very different thing i've called offense. i called offense for eight years you know i called defense uh for for first several years i was here and coached dbs before i called offense so i've always been extremely involved in every play um, you know, somehow, you know, um, or, or I shouldn't say in every play, but in every play on one side of the ball or the other. So that has been something I have really tried to talk to guys. I've tried to grow. You know, we're talking about the growth of kids. I've tried to grow as a.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: As a professional in, all right, how do I do this? How do I help my team? You know, we're all still team players. Head coach, still a team player. So how do I help my team uh, get better here without hampering my coaches? How do I push them? Without them feeling like somebody's looking over their shoulder, you know, and that's that's been a hard a hard battle. If I'm just being straight up honest, and you know, we're we're talking about that has been a, a struggle for me. But I mean, I'm working at it because I want my guys to feel like, hey, coach has got my support. He's doing everything he can though to help us be better. And um, you know, so that's that's been an interesting dynamic. Yeah, Grice, the headset would be a pretty entertainment, a pretty good <laughs> entertainment for a lot of people. <laughs> Oh, definitely. No, we had that good moment uh, during one of the JV
0: games. One of our, our varsity kids actually was able to get on the headset. And I mean, you could just tell his eyes you know, while we were on there you know, right. in the middle of the game. And I had no clue he was on there. Right. But just him just like, I never knew it was like this. I thought That's you right. guys were just, you know, talking crap, talking about the right. weather or something. And I was like, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. working out here. That's, <laughs> it. Know, That's it. Those moments are cool. Um, definitely want to ask, you know, especially as we look at some of the more rural areas, you know, even around here, I guess the example we have is kind of like an A.L. Brown where, you know, I call it the neighborhoods change. You know, you got like some of the mills that, that existed closed. And you have people kind of moving and, and you know, it really changes the dynamics of the schools that, you know, school that you're in. Have you noticed that at, you know, at Richmond Senior and I think, do you feel a little bit more pressure now that the neighborhood's kind of change and it gets a little tougher to get some of those, you know,
2: great Richmond teams of all that you've had? Sure. Um, I think what you see there uh, and you see it, especially coming out of COVID is what you're seeing is the participation numbers. I don't think it's for us, it's not mill town stuff because there was still we're still somewhere around 150 kids in the program before, you know, pre COVID. And yep. so uh, there's some of that. Um, I haven't been here since the meals have been open. So, for me, it's it's just what I know has always been this. But I hear a lot of people talk here, and you, you, that still kind of hangs on some, some individuals, uh, particularly more of our supporters. Our kids are, are young enough now they don't really remember. So, there's nothing from that standpoint. We've actually had some businesses open up, uh, some large businesses open up on 74, and I think we'll probably continue to have some of that because 74 is such an easy way to get to 95 or back over to Charlotte. Um, and our people here uh, are, are blue collar folks, and so they don't mind working and uh, having those types of, of jobs, you know, where they can uh, produce things and get them out on, on, on 74. So we've had some of that come back in some d- other different ways. So uh, just to, to, to be direct about your question, it, I don't see. I, I have an understanding of it mentally. Yep. But from a standpoint of, you know, our interactions with our, our fans and our kids, there's there's really not a realization of, of what that is or what that was and where we are now.
0: No, I completely understand that, and that makes sense. You know, so for you, looking at kind of a, a longer-term aspect, I mean, mm-hmm. do you see – you know, and I guess it, it encompasses even your know, Richmond moving to the east. Um, what are some of the new challenges that you see, you know, in your fight to keep it up and and stay at that elite level that you guys have been operating at since you've been there? So
2: I, I think one of the big things is development. You know, so many kids are, you know, people are telling them to specialize. Uh, particularly, and I, I'm glad we're talking about this because it's it seems like people always want, well, football needs to give up athletes. Football needs, well, every football coach I know loves other athletes. It tends to be. Um, and I, I don't want to. I'm not pointing the finger like you guys need to do better. I'm saying the reality is, it tends to be other sports that tell kids, don't play football, or don't play. You know, for you know, if 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 you're a full-time baseball player, don't play basketball. Just play fall baseball and play. You know. So uh, that's happening a little earlier, and I see that, you know, as a challenge, and especially in a rural area like this where, you know, we're, it, that's one thing that is significant, you know, to, to smaller schools and the rural areas. You tend to share athletes in multiple sports. And so that is a challenge I see, you know, that needs to be addressed Really, at uh, statewide, you know, you know, it's, it's tough. So it needs to be addressed at local levels and local entities in order for it to have an impact and kind of grow. I think there's some ways we could probably partner with some of those travel, you know, programs look that rural areas would build uh, facilities for travel programs to come in, and and that way would you get an influx of economic development, you know, and economic money, but also uh, have a chance to to grow your kids without them having to travel all over the place and, and still get some of those experiences. So that Parents don't see that as, you know, hey, I've, I've shortened my kid. So I think that's a part of it. Uh, I think continued development in football uh, because a lot of our youth guys, and I'm not talking about here, our youth guys are, are doing a great job, but they've got to, those guys might change next year. If they change, it, it could be a problem, you know. So continued development of youth coaches. Uh, it's not something I think we talk about enough. We talk about youth kids and those kids developing football players, but who develops them? Who are the adults who are the adults who are responsible for those kids? And I think uh, a lot of guys who are coaching youth uh, around the country, you see all these crazy YouTube videos or or Twitter, or where they're still kids are just getting killed and they're laughing, and, and that hurts us. Do I think that's the norm? No, but I think there are those guys. So having some sort of vetting process. And, and training process uh, for youth guys is uh, is going to be good, you know, and, and would be good for for us and for everybody. Uh, I think, like I said, our Raider Elite uh, group that's, that's gotten going here is, uh, developmentally is helping us, uh, but that's got to continue. And we got to do what we can. Uh, we can't help them budget wise. So what are the things we can do? And I think the problems are figuring out what that is. So trying to answer your question about what those problems are because you can't come up with solutions to you know what the problems are but right i'm not you know i'm a guy who believes in a no complaining rule that's fine you you're going to come up with a problem come with two solutions right you know so i think that's the thing we've got to figure out what that how that 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 moves forward but those are the couple of things i I see uh in in the with the sport of football in particular
1: Um you know i'm listening to you talk coach and and I, I sense and I can feel that you're a great teacher. I can only imagine how good you are in the classroom. In fact, I've been in your weight room one day when you was doing maxes and just to watch you go through that process. I mean, you're a great teacher and a motivator all at the same time, but you, you, you just hit something that kind of touched a nerve with me and the, the development of coaches. I think that's something that's, that's important to me. And it's important to the the longevity of this game. Uh, And, and, I feel like that you are living at because I've looked at the staffs that you've been able to assemble and create and not just your varsity staff, but your JV staff, your freshman teams over the year. And and you've got some guys already on your staff, whether it's uh, James Johnson or Coach Denson or maybe even Patrick Hope, who's running your JVs. I think you have developed some tremendous coaches who are probably ready to be head coaches today, but have continued to stay on that Raider squad. Uh, But I guess it's got to give you a sense of pride to know that you – every day, every practice, every meeting, you're watching these guys grow and knowing that one of these days they're going to become big head coaches themselves and lead men, maybe even at Richmond one day.
2: Yeah, I take a lot of pride in in those guys, but, I, you know (laughs) – and I, I'm not saying this to to to, to have false humil- humility, but I, I don't know how much I have to do with their development. They're pretty doggone good on their own. They they have a drive on their own to to really work. I've been really fortunate. To work with with Jake at at, at Cape Fear, Jake Thomas at Cape Fear, and Bruce McClellan's at, at Terry Sanford, and and I just been you know I, I think you know even much more so. I've just been blessed to be around good dudes, and we just enjoy the teamwork approach with each other. Enjoy hey taking care of our responsibilities and. And, uh, and seeing the fruits of that with each other. So uh, I would take a lot of – I would be a, very proud of those guys. I wouldn't take a lot of pride in, in feeling like I had helped them a whole lot other than just, you know, grinding it out day in and day out. You know, i got the laundry in here. i got to flip again when we get done. So make sure I'm doing my part, you know, in, in this whole thing. Uh, but I, I appreciate that, Chris, and that, that means a lot. And the teaching stuff, I'm gonna have to make sure my mom sees this because, you know, she's a – a retired teacher of, of a lot of years. So she'll be probably more proud of that compliment, you know, uh, that, that compliment than anything else, I, I assure you.
1: Well, I know Grice has a couple more, and I got one more as well. But I got to ask you this question because I think it's pertinent on the mind of everybody that's ever played a game against Richmond or in Raider Stadium. Uh, but do you believe in magic? Because <laughs> you know, everybody else seems to.
2: um I do believe I, – I, I'm a guy who my entire life people talk about luck, and I'm like, don't give me luck. I don't, don't want to hear that. You know, I believe though that that man, and this is what I tell the kids. You go I told them this, I started telling them this two weeks ago. If I'm gonna get I'm trying to get fired up. I'm just trying to stay with Oh, yeah, come you, on. We get, yeah. We get going. But if, you know, you go ahead right now and start thinking in the playoffs about what play you're gonna make. Right. You go ahead and start. I don't care how crazy it is, ball bounces here, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. Go ahead. You make that decision. Go ahead and start making that decision. You're gonna play when it's cold. Go ahead and make that decision that you're going to do and, and make it over and over and over and over again before it ever happens. And I believe that that magic happens because we have seen ourselves a hundred times or a thousand times. You know, and I'm, a, I'm an exercise science guy, too. So I know the power of vis- visualization. Visualize yourself winning, and visualize yourself doing something special. And then when it happens, you're not going to surprise yourself. You might surprise everybody else. I mean you're not gonna surprise yourself because to you that magic has happened in your mind over and over and over again. So we definitely believe uh here and amongst our coaches staff and amongst our kids that if we believe it, right, we can achieve it. Now it doesn't mean it's gonna happen, but it means we're gonna believe in it a hundred percent and 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 give everything we got to make it happen. So that's where Raider magic comes from. It comes from a community that that believes that too, it stands up and says, all right, we believe whoever comes in here, all right, you know, we we can we can beat them. And our, our kids hear that outside of here. They hear that we believe in them. And I think that's what the magic, you know, for, for any young man who gets the opportunity to play this sport or, or anything else magical to happen in their, their life is because, you know, and I and I told you guys earlier, I believe in something a whole lot greater than myself. And and I believe that that power, you know, that, that's there, you know, is is what fuels you. And so when you have that kind of belief, uh, you, you're not surprised by anything that happens in, on this side of heaven.
1: And do you have any magical powers in that light show? Because that's got to be the coolest thing. Does that hype teams up? What do you feel about the lights?
2: Hey, I'm going to tell you what I'm excited about. Coach Denson's got a new song he's kind of put with the lights to to come out with on Friday. You know, we changed that up a little bit. So I'm excited about that. Uh, It's a lot of fun. It's darker this time of year. Uh, so that the lights kind of pop a little bit more so it gets our guys going and um, you know it, I tell you a, a moment people don't talk they talk about the lights but one of the coolest moments is when if it's October or even now right before the fourth quarter and we turn them off and the, the up lighting that's on the post everybody talks about the flashing lights the man when it's, it's green up on the post everybody pulls out the cell phones kind of looks like it does at Georgia uh, you know when, when it goes right there and uh, and then during October they do them they can change those colors pink you know, which is, which is, it's just really cool how it does add to the, to the ambiance, you know, there, Chris, you know, in so many different ways.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Like I said, I, that light show is definitely something unique to this state. And I mean, right. something you don't see for, for many miles. Right. Um, but coach, you know, like I said, I love, you know, listening to you talk. I mean, you give us so many, you know, gems, not to use that term loosely. But, you know, one last question for me, you know, for, for younger coaches that are entering this profession, you know, what advice would you give them? I mean, they hop on the elevator, they see you at a coach's clinic, hey Coach Tell, you know, coming in, what would you tell them, you know, for that advice as they navigate their career?
2: So I, I'm gonna take a second on this because I don't want it to be just a flippant, you know, cliche answer. Um, but I would think, you know, the first thing is, and this is this is gonna sound cliche, but kind of know who you are. You know, I told you a while ago, my basis of my faith. I mean, I think you gotta know who you are. Um but I would also say, treat this profession with respect. Um, you know, y- you can be different in a lot of ways, right? But I, I think, and I-, I don't mind calling NCAA out a little bit right here, you know, it, the transfer portal and the, the six-year senior stuff and the stuff like that that is hurting high school recruiting right now, right, were decisions that were made without the thought of the longevity of this sport, all right? Um, and I, I'm I'm all about kids, you know, uh, getting getting a chance to make money off their name and stuff. That's a whole different discussion. But my point here is, let's think about our decisions as you're moving up so that this sport has a future, right? You know, the integrity of your actions, how does carrying yourself on social media, how does that affect our sport as a whole? What do people who are the fans, the people who actually pay your salary, what do they think of us, all right? What do they think of us as a group? How does, how, do our actions affect this sport? Because eventually, if the sport is not viewed positively, none of us get a paycheck from it, right? It doesn't matter, you know, we can do it because we love it, and none of us make money off this sport. But the sport goes away because it's an expensive sport to play, the stadiums, the equipment, everything else. So to young coaches, I would say think about your platform uh, as a football coach, you know, as an assistant too, you know, and how you affect the sport of football moving forward so that, you know, you get to be the guy ask, answering this question one day, all right, well, how would you tell the young guys? Because if we don't have respect for this game and the future and make decisions based on the future of it and creating a culture and a climate of, of greatness amongst ourselves, then none of us are going to have an opportunity to keep doing it.
1: Well said, Coach. Uh, well said. And, and, and just a final question I always like to throw out. I feel like I've known you for – it seems, I don't know, 10, 15 years, but a long time, dating back when I was in Fayetteville. You know, I met you, I don't know if you remember meeting you and your wife at Terry Sanford that one Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You came and met me when I was out making them around So I mean, I, I've, I've got to see you from a lot of different angles. I've seen you from coaching at Terry Sanford to Cape Fear to Richmond. So, I mean, I've enjoyed watching you ascend through the coaching ranks. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of what you've accomplished. But I want to ask you this. You know, we can't all do what we're doing forever. Uh, one of these days, Coach Till's going to hang it up and, and do something else. Uh, but, you know, despite all the wins and, and, and the potential of championships that you may win, what do you want your uh, players, your community members, just people to think of you uh, when they think of Coach Till, the person, instead of just necessarily Coach Till, the the feisty, fired-up guy on the sidelines uh, during Friday nights?
2: Well, and I, I'm going to get emotional with this, guys. My grandma just passed. Um, she We had her funeral last Monday in Tallahassee. Uh, I had we, – we've had in my family since June, both my grandmas passed. My wife has lost her grandma uh, and grandfather and an aunt. And uh, I, the reason that makes me emotional you ask that question is I've had the reality of seeing those you – know, that being said in front of your casket a lot here in the last several months. And I've thought about that a lot, Chris. Um, and honestly, um, all the cliches everybody talks about, relationships and all that, absolutely. But, man, I just – I want people to just feel like, you know, he tried his best to be a good dude. You know, he's a good person. You know, he, he loved his wife. He loved his daughter. He loved his family. My family comes, and you you know, Chris, because you've seen it. I, uh, Christ, I don't know if it's had a chance because it, at the Butler game, it's a little different. But my, my dad does the stats, sends them to us as soon as the game's over. You know, my mom was doing water last year. Um, You know, my, my, my uncle does uh, the Twitter feed for it. And you guys see our Twitter feed on the sideline. That's my uncle, you know. So, I want people to know that 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 I cared about those people I love, and that includes my kids, my players, the guys I coach with, that I, I love them, and that I'm not I'm not ashamed to say, man, I, I love you and mean it, and not just it be a cliche, and um, that, that that that's real. And when it's when it is over, that coach the guys can say, man, you know that that getting teary and all that, and, you know, I saw my dad cry in church the first time. I'm like, what's wrong with him? You know, uh, but he was praying over me, you know, and that I pray over these guys every day, and that. That that's what I want to go is that that what I do, anything I do, every decision I make, whether it's when I hang it up, whatever, it'll be because I think it's, you know, what's best at the time, because I everything I do is just trying to do what's best and trying to be the best dude. You know, I, I'm i a human being. So, I, you know, you watch me all, all day. You're going to find several mistakes during the day, but I'm, I'm going to try to be the best dude I can be.
1: Outstanding coach, oh, we've enjoyed your time today. Definitely. Uh, this is going to be a very good podcast, and we're, we're so happy that the fans out there are going to get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. I always enjoy these conversations, Greg. So, oh, what do you think? I think it's another good one.
0: Oh, man, it's another great one. And I mean, you know, and th- these guys will tell you, I mean, one of the first names I yelled out, I was like, Man, we got to get Coach Steele here, you know. I appreciate your passion, him, the words that you you know you speaking in part over everyone. I mean, I, I think that's always something that I love to hear. Something that our listeners are gonna you know get you know get a chance to experience. Like I tell Guru, I'm the lucky one. I get to be around Guru. I get to re- listen to coaches like you. I'm just happy that other people get to experience everything I get to. So, Coach, thank you for having us on. We appreciate you.
2: Yeah, guys, thank y'all so much. And hey, the opportunity to, to to talk about this sport and what we all love to do, man, it's it's, it's awesome. So, y'all keep doing what you're doing. It's it's very very greatly appreciated.
1: Well, guys, uh, for Coach Grise, Coach Till, uh, this is another episode of Talking Preps Overtime in the books. Uh, we appreciate y'all joining us.